0: This 2023 AFC South Player Props Edition of the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contesting, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Roster brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed, Use promo code SGPN for twenty dollars off. Welcome everyone to the Propcast, part of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is Monday, August the fourteenth. Currently, five ten on the East Coast. Here to discuss another division for our season long player props. And tonight we're going to be discussing the AFC South. And joining me, I got my guys here with me. First, it's Crispy Cappin. Chris, how you feeling this Monday afternoon, my man?
1: What's going on? You know, I'm excited, man. we finally starting to get a, you know, just a tad bit of, uh, you know, the action, man. I was able to watch some of these preseason games and, you know, you get excited about that, but it's, it's not the same as the regular season, right? So, um, I'm excited, man. Excited to be here. Excited to talk over the props with you and Rod. Hopefully we can uh, give out some some winners that we don't know will be winners for a while. But uh, hopefully we can just give out some insight, you know, to help people make better bets.
0: Yes, sir. A little appetizer of the preseason before we do get to the main course. Just in about a few weeks till week, excuse me, get to the regular season. But also joining us, one of the hardest working men. In sports media, and the gambling uh, space, it's Rod via Gomez. Rod, how you feeling this Monday afternoon, my man?
2: I'm devastated that the San Francisco 49ers season is over. We lost to the Raiders in preseason. You could just pretty much pack it up. Whatever predictions I made for the Niners going into the season, throw them all away. Moon off, it doesn't matter anymore. We're losing the NFC. We're losing this, the West. It's over. I, I'm, well, I'm already pissed off.
0: Well, in that case, my Texans are going undefeated. We're winning the Super Bowl this year. So, uh, yeah, sorry for you guys. Uh, the The ring, yeah, we're getting our first uh, ring in franchise history based off of week one. And <laughs> CJ Stroud playing, uh, I think, attempting four passes and throwing interceptions. So uh, that's that. But, yeah, preseason uh, week one uh, in the book. Some uh, exciting games. Um, a lot to take away from that. Uh, but, yeah, week two kicks off of the preseason uh, this week, obviously. And then. Lo and behold, uh, week three and then, uh, guys, before we know it, the regular season is going to be here. But like I mentioned, tonight we're going to be discussing the AFC South uh, uh, season-long player props uh, for this division. And, you know, this division, obviously, I think the two South division, I think you guys can agree, is probably the uh, dumpster of the NFL, at least uh, at this juncture of the uh, of the season. Uh, where these two divisions, you know, they used to be competitive. Obviously there's a, a youth movement going on, especially at the quarterback position for at least two teams and possibly a third team in this division. The Texans, obviously, like I mentioned, CJ Strout going to be the starting quarterback for the Houston Texans with the second overall pick. in this past year's draft, Anthony Richardson, the fourth overall pick for the Indianapolis Colts. You know, they've been kind of going through it with the, uh, the uh, quarterback carousel ever since the sudden retirement of Andrew luck. I mean, They've brought in veterans like Phillip Rivers. I know Shaka has started games for them uh, last season, Matt Ryan. So uh, hopefully for the Colts, and if you're a Colts man, maybe Anthony Richardson hopefully is the answer for you at that quarterback position. And then for the Tennessee Titans, they have two guys uh, in the wings right behind Ryan Tannehill in the names of Malik Willis and uh, Will Levis to possibly take over um, for Ryan Tannehill, whether that's at the end of the season, maybe that's midseason season. Uh, But we'll see. And then obviously the Jacksonville Jaguars right now with Trevor Lawrence, uh, the defending AFC South uh, champions who had an incredible comeback in that wild card game against the Chargers when they were trailing by multiple touchdowns uh, at the half, just to be led uh, by a comeback victory by Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars. But um, guys, let's kick it off here with our first player props. Uh, Rod, why don't you lead us off with your first player problem, man? What do we got?
2: We're going to turn to one of those young quarterbacks and we are going to go with Anthony Richardson. I'm going to take the under on his passing touchdowns here. 15 and a half is the number set. The under's at plus 105. And I know that there's high hopes for this kid. I know that he's talented. I know that the the future of this franchise probably rests on his shoulders, but he's a rookie coming into a system that only yielded 17 total touchdowns last season at all between Matt Ryan, Sam Ellinger, uh, and uh, Nick Foles. All of them combined for only 17 touchdowns last season. And it is not as if this roster has improved very much offensively. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's still there. He's going to need to play a full season. He's going to need to be healthy this whole season if the Colts want to even stay competitive. I understand that, you know, they're probably going to be needing to throw it around because they're behind, but throwing it around leads to yards. It doesn't necessarily always lead to touchdowns or else they wouldn't be behind in games so much. Right. Plus, like I said, this receiving court, not necessarily all that much improved from last season. They've got Michael Pittman there. Pittman only caught four touchdowns last season from that collection of quarterbacks. They've got uh, Alec Pierce, who if you, I'm sorry. Yeah. Alec Pierce, if you follow them, he dropped the touchdown pass in the, in the preseason game. So whatever, but they brought in Isaiah McKenzie to help shore things up. But even still, that was the number three, four receiver on the Bills uh, season. I don't think it's going to up the chance for uh, Richardson to toss a whole lot more touchdowns this season. It's a learning curve. It's still a tough defensive uh, division. So I-, I think that he's going to get a very uh, not so warm welcoming into the league. And I-, I think he maybe hits 14 and 15, but I don't think he gets to 16 this season.
0: Yeah. A couple of things here. Why I like it. Number one, I'm also on an Anthony Richardson prop here on the an under and I'm taking the under on his passing yard. So it's very similar to correlate about what you said um, that number one, it's a brand new head coach uh, with Shane Steichen and for the Colts. And then you also have a rookie uh, uh, starting quarterback for your roster. That typically doesn't lead to a lot of success. Right. And I know that they're probably going to throw Anthony Richardson out, out uh, Richardson out there um, to get the reps, to get that game experience at the professional level. If he's not having a good season to start the year, um, he could be looking over his shoulder. Gardner Minshew, a seasoned uh, veteran that they have on this roster, they probably bought him in for a reason here um, on this team. And you know, Gardner Minshew has been had some success with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know he was there with the uh, Philadelphia Eagles last season as well. Um, and I just wasn't really impressed with Anthony Richardson's game in, in the college ranks. I mean, I know. At Florida, there were flashes of um, what he could be, but maybe the Colts saw something, and that's why they get paid the big bucks to draft that guy fourth overall, but um, I'm not sold on it yet. You mentioned Jonathan Taylor. I think this offense is going to be predicated on him, um, but if you take a look at the skill positions, uh, at, at least at the wide receiving group, right? They're ranked bottom four in the entire league. M- Michael Pittman uh, Jr. last season had a great year catches wise and 925 receiving yards. You mentioned that the touchdowns weren't there and this was one of the league's worst offenses right down there with the Houston Texans um, as far as, you know, yardage and scoring. So I think it's some tough shoes to fill for Anthony Richardson to be the starting quarterback of any professional franchise. Um, like you mentioned, Rod, I think he's going to go through the growing pains as well. So um, Again, like I mentioned, I won't be surprised if we see a Gardner Minshew maybe midway through the year or towards the tail end of the year. We always talk about injuries as well, right? I mean, I know he's still a young guy, but there's still that that opportunity for a guy to get hurt. Obviously you don't wish that on anybody, but um and that's why we kind of do like under. So Rod's on the under for his passing touchdowns. I'm on the under for his yardage here. Uh Chris, talk to us about Anthony Richardson. Your thoughts about him?
1: It's so funny because I I heard Rod take the under on his touchdowns. I was like, okay, okay, he didn't shield, steal too much of my shine. But then you followed him up, you know, and you, you took his under on his passing yards and I did too. So yeah. so uh so yeah, passing yards under I mean, as far as a lot of what you just kind of what you kind of shared shed light to, you know, if I you know, the 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 situation is key, right? The the newness, um mm-hmm. not just him being in the league, but you know, the the coaching staff, the the playbooks he's gonna have to get adjusted to a lot I watched that 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 first preseason game and we can't tell everything from a preseason game but sure. you just see bad mechanics throwing off the back foot through an interception um I, weapons you know that's a that's a big thing as well he he doesn't have the most you know elite weapons so um I saw the number at 20 not pretty much twenty six hundred so yeah. and yep. a half. uh the under is my uh plus 105 so you can get some positive money over on Caesars um, oh, I'm sorry. Overall, BetMGM, I think is why I saw the best number. So I won't regurgitate everything you said, you know. But I would like to, you know, just kind of re-emphasize some of those points that you made. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's. I think he's gonna have a good season as well. I do think he's gonna have a good season. I just don't think that he gets to this number, you know. If I also think that he's gonna use his legs, like this guy yeah. used to run a lot at Florida, so I like him to, you know, be able to kind of help that offense. Maybe it improves just a tad bit. But you also mentioned Minshew just sitting on the sidelines licking his chops when he's not. Having you know the greatest uh, you know back greatest performances, even if those come back to back or whatever the case might be. So um, I know they're probably not trying to put too much pressure on him because it is his rookie year. But uh, you know it's a lot of different things that could kind of fall, you know, kind of lead him to fall flat on his face in this spot, especially being you know just the newness and his welcome to the NFL moment is coming here soon.
0: Yeah, and also to add to the point about uh, this team, um, their offensive line. Uh, now is below league average where they had just a few seasons ago this was one of the best offensive lines in the league Uh, but now they're ranked number number 18 coming into the season we talked about the skill positions the the wide receiving group comes in at rank number 28 uh, secondary number 31 um, and obviously the quarterback position because you have a rookie uh, quarterback starting at number 27 so I think to just expand on what Chris said that, yeah, I believe that Richardson is going to be using um, his legs a lot more to run the football and get yards that way uh, for this Colts offense. So I think something maybe we we look at the regular season. I know Rod and I cashed a lot of money on uh, Justin Fields rushing yards over last season. I think Anthony Richardson kind of fits that mold uh, for this upcoming season for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, All right, guys, before we get over to our next player props, uh, let me tell everyone about the newest sponsor on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. That's going to be game time. NFL season is around the corner, and you know you're you're a Homer fan. You support your local teams, and you want to get out there for the first game of the regular season in your city. You're excited for the season, or you have you know some type of comedy show that's happening um, uh, at your local uh, theater, or maybe you wanted to go to that Taylor Swift concert. And you weren't able to get tickets. This is where game time comes in. Game Times app is so easy to use. It's a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sporting events, uh, concerts, uh, any comedy shows that are happening, and theaters near you. They have so many great things that happen uh, on their app. They have uh, some great uh, deals on last minute tickets, and their best prices are guaranteed. You can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for fun that you'll have. There's been so many times that you're planning to uh, buy these tickets three months out, four months out, because you think they're going to get sold out and you have to plan this event three, four months out. But now with game time, you don't have to do that anymore. You can do it the week of, or even the day of, like I mentioned, forget planning in advance. game day has, sorry, game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of for the event. You get exclusive flash deals on tickets for the football games, uh, basketball, baseball, MLB, MLB playoffs are around the corner. Like I mentioned, concerts, comedy shows, and all that good stuff. The Game Time app also guarantees means that you'll always get the best price. And if you find tickets in the same section and row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And the one thing I love about their app is that when you go to a specific sporting event or a comedy show, you can see the image of your seat before you even buy those tickets. So you know exactly what to expect when you arrive at the venue. So buy tickets in a matter of seconds. All you gotta do is hit the, your screen two times and you're all set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone so you don't have to worry about them coming into the mail having to dig around uh, in your email either. It goes right there on that app. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time, download the game time app, create an account, but make sure you use promo code SGPN for $20 off of your first purchase. Again, terms apply, create an account, redeem the code SGPN for $20 off, download game time today, last minute tickets, lowest price are guaranteed. All right, boys, let's get over to our next player props in this division. Rod, lead us off, my man.
2: Uh, All right, we're going to go to Jacksonville, and we are going to take Travis Etienne's rushing yards. They're set right now at 950 and a half. Let's go over. I know that we love unders on this show. But I always tell you that if I'm picking an over, it's because I have a feeling that this is going to be very good. And not just that, but it's very good value for you, too. This is coming in at even money at plus 100. So you're basically just getting a nice little double up on this if it hits the over. Travis Etienne, obviously, we know, missed all of his rookie season with an injury. Couldn't necessarily do anything there. But he came back for 1,125 yards last season. And that was with James Robinson starting yeah. the season. And we know how good Robinson was. He was a thousand yard rusher in his own right. right. So he comes in, takes over for him, and and just gets 100 or 1125 yards uh, by himself. So I don't know why the number is set at 950. I don't know what necessarily the books are looking at. Are they thinking of a gigantic drop back? If all we're predicting is better days ahead for this uh, Jacksonville offense, then why would their running back take such a giant leap back I mean, that's almost 75 yards right to the to the bat of what he was doing last year. I don't think he's going to lose 75 yards in this. Not to mention he's going up against uh, a Texans defense. Moon off your Texans defense that has allowed um, allowed 170. They allowed 170.2 rushing yards a game uh, in the 2022 season. He's got two cracks at that. And he's got a Cleveland defense that is actually has allowed 135 rushing yards per game last year. In and of itself, that's a pretty damn good schedule to have if you're a loan back for a Jacksonville Jaguar team that's looking for better things this season. So I think a path for 951 is highly doable for a talent like Travis Etienne. Again, I don't know why they're selling him so short when all he did was show his talent last season to get about a thousand yards. So, um, yeah, I mean, again, 951 at plus 100. uh, Sign me up for that, please.
0: No, Rod, I thought we were friends. I thought we were brothers, but you're just digging the knife a little deeper with how bad my Texans defense is, and I can't blame you. Last season, uh, Travis Etienne against the Texans, and again, I know it's it's just two games, but uh, 19 attempts, and this is combined, 179, 180 yards are just right there off of the Texans. And sure, they're going to improve, but again, um, we talk about Doug Peterson's offense. Running should be a priority for this team. We saw it with the Eagles uh, when he was there that you need to have a balanced attack. And I think Travis Etienne's ability, uh, number one, to break tackles and just, you know, put his foot down and just take off at the speed that he does have. Uh, I think that that opportunity is going to be there for Travis Etienne. Again, like I mentioned, when you have a good running game, that takes pressure off of your quarterback. And I think Travis Etienne fits that mold very nicely. Um, and he's going to be another guy. I think we talked about him last season as well on the, on the prop cast, on his uh, total yardage when he's receiving and rushing yards. I mean, he's great out of the backfield as well. I believe he had 316 yards um, during the regular season, catching the ball as well. Um, and I know they added some depth through the draft, but I then again, you're expecting Travis. Etienne to be that uh, obviously the starter for this team. So yeah, um, at, at 950 and a half, again, definitely shop around for the best number because I, I feel like I saw this one lower. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, but Chris, thoughts on Travis Tn for this upcoming season?
1: Yeah, I would – I would. the, the number is, I, think is, I think is pretty close, but I would lean towards the over. Um, I just think that the opportunity will be there for him. Yeah. We also – I think the one thing that you guys – not to reiterate everything you guys said, but I think when I was looking at Travis' numbers from last year – the yards per carry were extremely hot yeah and that's that's what that's what kind of scares me right yo yo i mean we that, that that is a you know per carry basis so you know we're, we're not saying that every run is you know going to be that long but there's been a lot of runs that are longer right which which means that he has that breakout capability um and that, i think that would be the biggest reason why we look towards the over rather than looking towards the under um some of these numbers are uh a little off it feels like and and i, I think that's the benefit of being able to kind of play on you know at the beginning of the season because a lot of people aren't interested in you know tying up their money for too long so you can get some real good value i think this is a good one as well
0: yeah last season uh 5.1 yards per carry for travis Etienne, and he has long uh rushes of 62 49 49 48 and then 27 um last season so again like you know chris mentioned that he has that breakout ability uh, and using his speed uh, to accumulate those yards uh, for the running game for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Chris, take us over to player prop number two, my man. What do you got?
1: So let's stick with the theme of running backs, and I, I think I also found a little value as well on a, on an over. Uh, so you know, following in uh, in Ryan's footsteps, uh, Derrick Henry. I like not not necessarily his rushing yards. I like his touchdowns though. Two, so two. and a half. I'm on this as
0: well. Take it away, really? Chris. <laughs> uh, okay.
1: So, so nine and a half. And I won't, I won't give out all of it, you know, if I let you get, you know, get a little bit on the back end. But nine and a half uh, plus money. I actually found it at plus 100 over the weekend on Seasons yeah. when I was looking at this. Um, and this is one kind of like what Rob was saying with, with, Tra- with Travis. It's like, wow, like, are we really going to put this number this low? Did, did we like make a mistake? But nine and a half touchdowns. Uh, this dude has led the, the the league in carries last season. Almost 350 carries last season. 13 touchdowns last season. There's five consecutive seasons where he he's had at least you know 10 touchdowns. So he's cleared his number five years in a row, which is crazy. You get Tannehill, who is probably on the I think it's safe to say on the back part of his career. Sure. 11th season in the no, 11th season for him. Um, this offensive line isn't great. So weak offensive line. I think with no real. You know, weapons outside of you know bringing in the, the acquisition of DeAndre Hopkins, um, whose presence I think will also help you know Henry in this spot as well. Um, you also just look at the schedule; they have one of the easier schedules. I think yeah. ninth is what I, what I have them rated at, um, and I think that Derrick Henry is the best weapon for this team if they're going to you know be able to move the ball consistently. So um, he is a big, grueling football player for people who haven't watched him play before um that can barrel over you can run past you um and i think that they they lean into you know another big season from derrick henry take it away you know what you got to add today
0: no i mean i agree with everything that you said there right again when we talk about running backs in this league everybody expects after that rookie contract for for running backs to fall off but derrick henry like you mentioned he's just built different i mean he's a big tough guy to bring down when we talk about goal-to-goal situations or even inside the five, it's very difficult to bring this man down. He's just going to drag you into that end zone. And on the point that you mentioned, five straight seasons that he's had at least 10 touchdowns uh, for the Titans, I mean, that just speaks volumes on well, the type of running back that he is. Uh, there was one season I think he only played in eight games, and he had, I think, still 10 rushing touchdowns for the Tennessee Titans offense. And again, I, I keep talking about how you having a good running back takes pressure off of uh quarterbacks. But now for this Titans offense, you added a guy like Deandre Hopkins who when healthy. Arguably, I think he's a top three, but definitely a top five wide receiver, in the entire league. I think he has the best hands in the entire league as well. Um, and he's just a reception machine. So that only gives another weapon to the uh, offense of the Tennessee Titans and Ryan Tannehill. But um, again, just shitting on the Texans a little more. This guy's absolutely owned, the Houston Texans last season. I mean, if you got to go through his game log, um, he's had at least, there's four straight games where he had 200 plus rushing yards against the Texans. And then last season, he took it easy on them and in the, in the second game that they faced. He only had 126, but at minimum, you're going to get at least four touchdowns um when he faces the texans and again that's almost half of it right there so you also mentioned right they also do have an easier schedule this season they this entire division does uh the more difficult uh schedule is for the jacksonville jaguars because they do play that first place uh, schedule because they finished first in the afc south last season um and again if derrick henry is not even able to finish i know he's coming off of injury uh, as well but I think in 14 games, this guy can get it done. So if he plays 13 to 14 games, I think Derrick Henry can get over this number of nine and a half, especially add plus odds here at even money uh, for Derrick Henry to get over this nine and a half rushing touchdowns here, Rod.
2: Yeah. Oh, well, I will go into that more in depth, actually, in my last player props. So I I know we've got to probably hit a break, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely down to, oh, wait, do we have to hit another break? Yeah, we do. Yeah. So let's
0: hit that and then we'll get into our uh, last round of uh, player. But I think it'll give us a nice segue here into uh, the Derek uh, Henry conversation. But, hey, look, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, we do everything for free. We give out our picks for free. All of our pods are free. Nothing is beyond a paywall. And this is where you can – I know a lot of us have gotten messages from our followers and, and our fans on how can we repay you? Well, sign up for our Patreon to get access to exclusive contests including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first place prize. But not only that, if you join the Patreon, there's a, uh, a, a monthly SGP Stories podcast that's completely ad-free, a full of uh, behind-the-scenes stories about SGP. And there's always a Discord as well to come chop it up with all the Patreons that already are uh, in that have signed up. There's weekly contests that are happening as well. I know we had uh, two over the past week where there was uh, uh, MLB games, whether it was NFL preseason. Um, we've been mixing it up. Uh, last week, there was a mysterious prize that was given out. We're still trying to figure out once that person receives it, on what that's going to be. But, hey, this is a great way for you to uh, to, to support the network. Um, get all the details over at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, make sure to go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Talking more about Derrick Henry, uh, me and Chris are on the over nine and a half for his touchdowns. Uh, Rod, you are uh, also leaning towards Derrick Henry possibly having a big season. What do you got?
2: Well, a big season against one team. And by the way, I heard the mystery prize was a Ryan and Sean Squishmallow. I don't know what the validity No,
0: of that was, I have to I rethink think. about being on the Patreon Then, if that's I'm what it was. Saying,
2: <laughs> I'm just saying. kids will love it. But um, no, so I'm going to continue on that Derrick Henry train, but I'm also going to dare go down that Derrick Henry versus the Texans train. I'm sorry, off. I did not mean <laughs> to wake up and choose violence against you. This is where we're heading right now. I found DraftKings has a particular bet, which I absolutely love. And that's Derrick Henry. It gives you a a a uh, set of yardage in between, and each set of yardage comes with a different uh, prop uh, or uh, a different set of odds. So I'm going to take Derrick Henry between 301 to 400 rushing yards against the Texans. This is at four to one. This is at plus mm. 400 for him to fall between 301 and 400. I will tell you right now that over the last five games against the Texans, he has averaged 203 yards per game against the texans that is how much he has owned the texans that's what you said last year he took it easy in the last game and got you 126. we're going to say that even between if he can get 150 per game against the texans that's going to be that right there 300 well, 160 let's give us a little bit of cushion but if he can get 160 per game against the texans that hits 320 that hits your plus 400 right there we know derrick Henry's a beast we know Derrick Henry gets it done against the Texans each and every time. We know that the Texans last season gave up about 170 rushing yards per game. That's 340. That still gives you between this range of 301 to 400. So if we're going to run under the assumption that Derrick Henry is going to continue his 1,000% dominance over the Texans and get somewhere in that 160 to 170 range, again, he's pro- he may – I mean, if you want – look, if you want the the – 400 plus one, that's at plus 900. So if you think that he can get his 200 yards, you might want to, you know, get a quarter unit on that too to get yourself covered in case he does blow up the spot against the Texans in both games that he plays them. But you want to play a little more conservative, if, or if you just want one, maybe this 301 to 400 is is where you're going to live because asking somebody to get 200 yards every single time, eh, that's a little bit rough. But uh, again, I think 170 is a good a good expectation to have. So, I mean, like I said, play it if you want the, the 400 plus, I still think that's a pretty dead solid play at plus 900, but it's a long shot for a reason. And I think this one is a little more within the wheelhouse because anything below 200 or anything below 300 rather, I think you're selling yourself short on that. So Derek Henry between 301 to 400 rushing yards versus the Texas next season, four to one book it
0: last five games. Like I mentioned against the Texans, Uh, 32 carries, 211 yards, 22 carries, 212 yards, 34 carries, 250 yards, 32 carries, 219 yards, 23 carries, 126 yards. And in his career, he's averaging 6.1 yards per carry. And this um, could be a even bigger number because the first three games in his career against the Texans Three attempts, nine yards, 15 carries, 65 yards, and six carries, seven yards. After that, he's just been an absolute monster against this uh, Texans team. So, again, a lot of the success isn't on the shoulders of Derrick Henry for this team to find success, uh, especially offensively. Uh, I think a lot of that does fall on Ryan Tannehill. Um, but if they're able, if they're able to open up the uh, passing game, especially with DeAndre Hopkins, I think that's just going to create more opportunities. I think that's just going to keep the defense honest, right? Um, because a lot of times we just want to see or we see teams maybe just you know crowding the box and trying to slow down Derrick Henry. But even that, at times, hasn't uh, done uh, a lot trying to stop him. And the stiff arm—we know this man is an absolute beast. They call him a King Henry for a reason. Here, uh, Chris, anything more to add uh, for King Henry here?
1: Nah you guys did a really good job. I was just wondering if Rob was gonna mention that over because, you know, maybe he's having a uh, you know, a couple subpar games and you know, he decides he wants to run for 203 yards in each game. And <laughs> it's nice <laughs> to know if you want to take that, you can get it at nine to one. So I like I like what Rob mentioned there, you know, just in case he wants to go complete, you know, domination mode on us.
0: Well, even like for his regular seed, the the total number for his season long is 1,150 and a half. Um and again i'm trying to pull up the numbers that he's done exactly uh throughout his career so uh last season 1538 i know we talked about the injury that he suffered in 2021 but in eight games he had 937 prior to that 2027 1540 and back in 2018 uh 10 uh 1059 rushing yards so Again, if he's able to stay healthy or if he does play about thirteen to fourteen games, uh, I think he can definitely get over that number of one thousand one hundred and fifty and a half rushing yards for King Henry. Uh Chris, take us over to player prop number three, my man. What do you got?
1: So let's go to your Houston, Texas. And nobody nobody's mentioned them at all, you know, but I got Okay.
0: One. <laughs> I'm gonna guess here since we're two for two. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a guess because I have one left on the Texans as well. What you got? I'm gonna say Nico Collins over on his receiving yards. Nope. All right, go ahead then. That, nah, that's my you, last one, so I'll expand. But once you're done, go ahead, Chris.
1: But but but, you, but you're close. I am taking a receiving yard prop, and I am taking the tight end, Mr. Dalton Schultz. I am going with uh, I'm going with Dalton. I like Dalton. I like Dalton a lot, man. I think uh, you know, probably prime of his career. He's 27 right now. Um, durable tight end as well. You gotta love durability if you're gonna take it over. And I know we talked about how unders have been absolutely absolute money. You know, but but I thought 500 and a half is you know was 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 a was a tad bit shy. Um, yeah. So that's what the number is. I mentioned durability. 15 uh, games he's played last three seasons, um, three straight in Dallas when he was uh, you know playing with Dak Prescott, of at least 575 yards or more, uh, minimum 89 targets each year. I love that. You know, he's the the centerpiece um and we got a we got a rookie quarterback we just talked about it right so rookie quarterbacks quarterbacks in general um are typically looking for their tight ends they they are safety blankets middle yeah. of the field most of the time five yard in whether it's a curl or out route um but even more so for for rookie quarterbacks right so i like that i also like that you know they just kind of changes offense up a lot right so cooks is out chris moore is out um, Jordan Atkins is out. So I'm expecting Schultz to, you know, to be that safety blanket. I'm, I'm expecting him to be a big – he is a big target. He's a big physical tight end. So I'm expecting him to be that big physical tight end and to be that safety net for, um, you know, for CJ in the middle of the field. So for all of those reasons, I like Dalton to go over. Um, I think he can get, you know, upwards of close to 600 yards. Definitely shop around. Um, maybe maybe even more, a little more than 600, but definitely shop around. Uh, make sure you get the best number. The The lowest number is the one you want to play if you want to take the over. And the lowest I could find it was 500 and a half yards um, for Mr. Dalton Schultz.
0: Yeah, I agree with everything that you said there, um, Chris. And I think, and I think it kind of expands to the point on why I took Nico Collins to go over on his uh, receiving yards as well. Um, that number for uh, Nico Collins is, I think it was 585 and a half is what I saw. On uh DraftKings for Nico Collins. Let me just double check here because I I should have wrote this. Yeah, yeah, 585 and a half. And it kind of ties into what you mentioned about uh Dalton Schultz as well, because you take a look at the stats last season for this Texans team as far as receiving yards. Brandon crooks, 699 yards left for Dallas, or yeah, went to Dallas. Chris Moore, not on this team, 548 receiving yards last season. And then the third guy was Jordan Aikens, 495 yards. Um, None of those three uh, receivers are on this roster for this upcoming season for the Texans. That's opened up opportunities for guys like Dalton Schultz and Nico Collins. And you talk, you know, the point that you brought up is 100% what I agree, Chris, is that we talk about tight ends outside of the, the, the big, sexy names of guys like, you know, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle that it's a security blanket thing, right? Like Dalton Schultz is going to be that blocking tight end, maybe chip a guy that's coming off the edge and just kind of find an open spy where, you know, CJ Stroud can throw him the football and he can accumulate yards that way. And we're not asking him to get a lot here, right? Like you mentioned, I mean, he's done it and he's got the targets with the Dallas Cowboys. He's gone over the yardage with the Cowboys and the Texans really haven't gotten a lot of success from the tight end position since the days I would go all the way back to when they had Owen Daniels on this roster and that's been years and years. I know last season Jordan Aikens, as far as yardage wise had a pretty good season for this Texans team. Uh, But prior to that, it was just a a a tight end carousel for this Texans team. And hopefully it feels like they have found at least a guy, at least for a year or two in Dalton Schultz, where they can have that security blanket and throw him the football Uh, which led me to Nico Collins as well. And my third prop was over 585 and a half uh, receiving yards for the, um, for this wide receiving group. Like I mentioned, the top three uh, receiving yards leaders for this Texans team are no longer on this team. Nico Collins is now going to be your number one wide receiver. And there was flashes of Nico Collins being that guy for this Texans team, right? They haven't, haven't had a number one wide receiver, Since we talked about DeAndre Hopkins, when at that time was traded over to the Arizona Cardinals for a bag of chips, but um, I think it's time now for Nico Collins to take that next step and be that number one guy for this Texans team. And again, if you're going to have success for a guy like CJ Stroud in his rookie uh, in his rookie season, you need a reliable tight end like you know Chris mentioned with Dalton Schultz, and also asking Nico Collins for what he did last season. I believe he was in the realm of 481 yards. Asking him to get 100 more yards or 106 more yards, especially with those top three guys no longer on this roster, I think that's definitely doable for him. So, uh, my third problem was over 585 and a half for Nico Collins. Rod, thoughts on both uh, Dalton Schultz and Nico Collins for this upcoming season? Don, I'm sorry this turned into a Texans podcast, but here we are.
2: Well, it's the AFC South. I mean, you got (laughs) somebody, right? Everybody knows the Jaguars are going to do what they're going to do. But um, no, listen, and you're right. Tight ends instantly become a rookie's best friend, especially knowing that uh, you got a good one like Dalton Schultz, who has bailed out uh, Dak Prescott for most of his career on on a lot of Dak Prescott's shortcomings. So I think he could do that for a a young C.J. Stroud. I think C.J. Stroud needs that to happen. So any underneath stuff that he can get, Dalton Schultz is good enough to break away and and get a few more extra yards out of a catch than is what necessarily is thrown to him. So um, I don't have his, his yards after catch numbers up in front of me, but I will say that, you know, again, uh, Dak's numbers have been inflated in, in the years because of Dalton Schultz's ability to sort of get away after the catch. So I like that. And then for Nico Collins, something's got to be his year, right? I mean, this is probably going to be it for him to prove something because if he doesn't prove something then we're moving on to, to greener pastures so um yeah i mean look at look the good news off, is that the texans offense has nowhere to go but up so you That's can see exactly be what it is this year about <laughs> something. yeah
0: and again like uh, this texans team has been a, in, in a uh, quarterback carousel as well and a head coaching uh carousel as well it's over the last uh, couple years you know we talked about um David Cully and, and lovey Smith. And then, you know, since Deshaun Watson got traded, it's been, you know, Davis mills and guys that have been trying to fill in. And the crazy part about this Texans team is that when you talk about quarterbacks, uh, it was David Carr. When the, the franchise first, uh, was founded in Texans or go sorry, in Houston,
2: maybe go Fresno state
0: and, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Matt Schaub for a couple years there for this Texans team. And then Deshaun Watson. Now, hopefully, the second overall pick in uh, CJ Stroud. Hopefully he is that guy uh, for this Texans team for this upcoming season. All right. So that is all three of our player props for this uh, AFC South division. Uh, That will lead us to one order of business left here. That is going to be our best bets for the AFC South division. Uh, Chris, why don't you lead us off, my man? What's your best bet for this division?
1: Yeah, so real quick, you know, just going back to Dalton one more one more time, yeah, I want to make sure I mention, uh, so the number, the, the 500 and a half uh, receiving yards, only available on Caesars. Okay. Uh, so that tells me that the books may not know where to put them, which it means I like it even more because we don't have a big market, right? Uh, minus 115 with the odds, and I just wanted to make sure I threw that out there. Uh, as far as best bets, I think it's got to be Mr. King Henry. Um, I think so just because, for one, you're getting it at plus money. Right. You all, if you want to wait for a bet, you definitely want to make sure you, you know you're at least getting as, as close to, you know, plus 100 as you possibly can. And like I said, this was plus 100 over on Caesars. Um, I love him, you know, just to be able to score 10 touchdowns. I think this will be the easiest one of the three that I picked that could actually cash as well. When we're taking unders, you know, the, the downside is we do have to wait the entirety of the season. But we're taking it over, <laughs> man. We could we can potentially have this money by week eleven, week twelve. If he, you know, if he starts to do something a little crazy at the beginning, though, he has a, you know, three or four touchdown uh, day, a Sunday, um, which you know is totally possible with with yeah. Keith Henry. So I like I like I like Derek Henry to go over uh, his nine and a half touchdowns. And the only other point point I'll miss, mention mentioned is uh, like I said, Tannehill is getting old, man. Yeah. It, it, it ages me to think that Tannehill is in his eleventh season in the NFL because I remember when he first came in. Um, but I like I like Derek Henry to go over his 9.5 uh, touchdowns at plus 100, you know,
0: best bet. Yeah, again, like Chris said, make sure to shop around for the best number. We mentioned on every single pod because I do see DraftKings put up a number for Dalton Schultz at 550.5 uh, for his number. So um, at 500.5, uh, obviously you're getting a 50-yard discount there if you do like the over uh, like we do for Dalton Schultz. And going to your point about Ryan Tannehill before we get to Rod's best bet is that, He's looking over his shoulder as well, right? You have Malik Willis in the shadows. Maybe Will Levis eventually um, once he develops a little more. But I know Malik Willis, you know, looked a little rough last season. Uh, but when we talk about some of these quarterbacks that they need at least a full season um, and then two off seasons uh, to kind of really get their rhythm in and figure out the playbook uh, at the professional level. So, um, again, if, if Ryan T- uh, Tannehill first have the season or we get to get to the back end of the year, Where he's not looking very good, I think we may see a breath of fresh air that Malik Willis comes in and possibly uh, can be that starting quarterback for this Titans team. So uh, going back to Chris, best bet, best bet. It's going to be Derrick Henry over on his rushing touchdowns of nine and a half. Rod, best bet for you, my man. What do we got?
2: It ages you, Chris, that Tannehill's barely in the league. It ages me that I watched Steve McNair and Eddie George play in the Tennessee Titans uh, stadium back in the day. So you want to talk about age? That was before they even were the Tennessee Titans. They were still the Tennessee Oilers. But um, all right, my fate, mine is, is another Derrick Henry as well. I'm taking this 301 to 400 rushing yards against the Texans. That's a plus 400. I did find, though, and I don't know if maybe I was misreading it or if I just sort of glanced over, but. The over 400 is at 12 to one right now. So uh, that's even better. If you want to sprinkle something on that over 400 total yards uh, against the Texans 12 to one over there on DraftKings, that's a very juicy number. Uh, But yeah, I mean, listen, I'll give out both of those. So just cover your bets, hedge on the 400, but go after this 1200 because he's going to get his yards against the Texans. There's short of injury. There is no stop, and in fact, I think even on injury, they'll probably still they'll give him 200 yards, uh, just because it's the Texans. So uh, I like this bet. It's Derrick Henry. We, you know, Chris already talked about him, and and we already talked about him at length. But yeah, 301 to 400 yards against the Texans. Take that at plus 400, and then bump it up to 400 at 12 to one, and and ride, roll the dice on there. Let it ride, right? Company motto. Let's do it
0: when you're so used to giving out four to ones and 12 to one on the NASCAR gambling podcast, you bring it over to the podcast. So it's so easy for Rod uh, to cash on those, uh, on those bets. So yeah, definitely love it. I'm not going to argue against Derek uh, Henry owning the Houston Texans. So I, I did see a rumor that there might be a statue outside for Derek Henry in the, in the, <laughs> in, the in the works, but uh, all right. For my best bet, uh, I'm going to go Nico Collins over 585 and a half uh, receiving yards. And I think that's that we We discussed it at, um, in volumes and in depth of how there's a shift now for this Texans offense. Right, we talked about the rookie quarterback uh, in C.J. Stroud, but again, you know, for the reasons why Chris likes Dalton Schultz and why I like Nico Collins, those top three guys last season that l- led this team in yardage, uh, receiving wise, are no longer on this team, right? And that means that guys behind them, which was fourth on the list, was Nico Collins. Uh, now has to step up. Jordan Aikens was another guy, 481 yards. Now so you have a reliable tight end and Dalton Schultz that can come over for this team and be that safety blanket for a guy like CJ Stroud. But I feel like this is a year where Nico Collins has to take that step up to be that number one guy for this offense for the Houston Texans. We've seen flashes of it on, on um, in training camp where he's made some incredible catches. I know it's training camp and we try to hype up the team as much as we can for your respective teams. But it's Nico Collins, it's John Mechie, and then it's it's uh, Tank Dell, right? And we saw what Tank Dell did in the first uh, uh, game for this Texans team. So, um, again, Nico Collins, I think will be that guy. Um, 585.5 is a, is a very conservative. Last season, like I mentioned, 481 yards for him. Asking him to get 107 more I think is definitely doable for him uh, in, in this offense for the Texans. So my best bet, Nico Collins, over 585.5 passing yards, and you can find that currently over on DraftKings. All right. That is going to do it for this edition of the prop cast. AFC South season long player props in the books. Uh, we will be back later this week for the NFC North, I believe, but it will be back in some form or fashion. I'll double check that while Rod, anything else we want to mention before we get out of here?
2: No, sir. Just uh, find me on the NASCAR gambling podcast where I am giving out 14 to one spoiler alert. There probably will be a couple of those coming up on Tuesday's show. Uh, Cause we're back on a road course. So, A lot of fun over there. And, yeah, just uh, check me out on Twitter, at RJ Gomez. Chris, anything else, my man?
1: Nah, that was it, man. Enjoyed the show. Of course, looking forward to – I feel like we've been kind of – I don't know if Minhoff did this to us or not, Rob, but I feel like he kind of gave us the, you know, let's get these ones out there. Let's get these divisions (laughs) out the way first. (laughs) Because I think we got some good ones coming, right?
2: Yeah, that was like I said, this is my second year running. I know that's how Moon off works. It's like, let's get the ones out of the way that are blah. And then, we, you know, we'll get to the good stuff later.
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm just I'm, I'm excited to be here as always. You know, I've, uh, you know, I've enjoyed the, 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 the previous ones and, you know, definitely looking forward to some of the bigger names, some of the bigger teams, uh, you know, with a little bit more, you know, higher aspirations, uh, you know, as we start to get into some of these, some of these other divisions, extremely excited to, to kind of deep dive into those and uh, see if we get some, uh, you know, some conflicting, uh, you know, prop bets or if, if we're all kind of on the same page in that.
0: Hey, we started with some of the appetizers. Maybe you didn't like the appetizers. I know we started with the (laughs) the NFC West, the AFC East. All right, the AFC South. But now we have maybe the the main course coming up. Like I mentioned, we have the NFC North uh, coming up in our next pod, which will be on Wednesday. So look out for this then. (coughs) Excuse me. And then we have the AFC West, which is always intriguing. The NFC East left. Uh, We have the NFC South left, and then to close it out, the AFC North. Possibly the more more exciting as far as season-long player props goes uh, for that division. So, like I mentioned, if you haven't already, uh, we've already covered uh, two um, divisions already. Go back and listen to those. uh, The NFC West and the AFC East. AFC South done today, and like I mentioned, we'll be back on Wednesday for the NFC North division for our season-long player props. Um, If you haven't already... Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Come support the network. Um, We do everything for free. All of our content is for free. If you want to show support, go ahead and go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Come join the Patreon page. There's a lot of uh, fun kicking in with the guys that have signed up in the Discord channel as well. Again, like I mentioned, a lot of great weekly contests that are happening uh, for uh, patrons only. Again, the season-long NFL win totals contest. First place gets $1,000 in cold, hard cash. All right, good luck with your bets this week. We'll be back on Wednesday, like I mentioned. Till then, good luck with your bets. Let's rake these books off and let it ride.